0: don't know this then you're behind the times. The
1: only metric that matters is convenience. The
0: rules apply to you suddenly you're an advertiser.
1: It's April 6th and time for your Social & 6 update once again coming to you from our homes.
0: As always we're bringing you the six most important news stories from the ever-changing landscape
1: to fill you in on the news you might have missed and to give you plenty to talk about in the Social Minds Facebook group.
0: So without further ado let's get started.
1: Now this is one of those viral moments that starts on TikTok but quickly transcends to all other social platforms. First up, YouTube could be making a TikTok clone.
0: Yes, it's rumoured to be called Shorts. And in my opinion, it's the big news of this week. YouTube, which most would agree is the first platform you think of when you think long-form video, could be turning its attention to short form. Now, it makes perfect sense. TikTok has more than 800 million active users and its US revenues were up 34% recently. But the question I want to ask everyone is this. Does anyone expect another platform to beat TikTok at its own game? Now, you'll remember Facebook tried it with so its version of a short form app and I haven't really heard anything about it since it launched in the US. Now one thing YouTube does have is a massive audience of creators who I imagine are probably all on TikTok anyway. I can't see a reality where they'd sign exclusive deals to only make content for YouTube but if they do get behind at all it could give shorts a massive boost as well as YouTube music for the blanket licensing deals it holds with most major record labels. But at the end of the day I just can't see anyone or anything toppling TikTok right now. Eve, Facebook seems to be taking on Zoom with a new Messenger desktop app.
1: Yeah, Facebook's been moving very quickly in response to COVID-19 and as a result, people's changing behaviours online. It'll come as no shock to learn that the demand in video chat services has been enormous and Facebook is nothing if not an opportunist. So TechCrunch just announced today that it's bringing out a new desktop app for Messenger that'll let people video chat at home and that will be available on Mac and Windows. And this might sound familiar to some of you and if it does, that's because it was announced last year um, at the annual FA conference, but its launch has now been fast-tracked considering the current circumstances that we're in right now. From what I can tell, the advantages of using Messenger through this desktop app are pretty minor and quite obvious, um, but helpful nonetheless. So, for example, having Messenger in a window of its own and not having to track your browser tabs. And if you're wondering why this is needed when you can get Messenger already on desktop through the web, then I'd say standalone apps run a lot faster and are more responsive than apps that run in your browser. Um, So this will be really handy if your internet connection leaves a lot to be desired.
0: Today's app of the day video, I want to show you this app called House Party, and it's a group video chat app.
1: Now the app House Party is offering a million dollar bounty. Why is that, Theo?
0: Yeah, like most people I've spoken to, I'd never even heard of House Party before going into lockdown. And now I can't stop but hearing about it. Now, if you've been using the app, you might have heard a rumour that went round that said it had been hacked, targeted by cyber criminals, and was leaking people's Spotify and Netflix passwords as well as financial data. And that obviously caused more than a few people to delete the app, but you could say the more savvy of its user base hung on. Now, days after all that kicked off, House Party announced it would be offering a million dollar reward for anyone with information about what it's since been calling a commercial smear campaign against the platform, perhaps by a competitor. Naturally, I suspect House Party will hope to never have to pay that money. But the PR and attention it generated at this, a time when it feels like the only news is COVID-19 news. Could be well worth the risk. Now, when I checked, House Party's tweet about this $1 million reward was on something like 9.2k retweets, so it's certainly been publicity for them. Right, we'll pause there for a moment to answer a question that's come through in the Social Minds Facebook group.
1: Yeah, Anthony says, Hi folks, hope you're all keeping safe and being as productive as you can. And he wants to know what resources or data do you have on online communities and its rise since COVID-19? So I put this one to our head of data and insights, McVal Osborne, um, and he said, Great question, Anthony. We've seen an increase in community activity across the board. The Guardian also just reported a massive increase in COVID-specific support groups, which said, in the UK alone Facebook has facilitated the formation of an estimated 300 local coronavirus support groups whose combined membership now totals more than a million people there's also an interesting stat here from ComScore, which says the number of minutes spent by readers on news sites has increased by 46% on the same period last year so I hope that answers your question Anthony
0: yeah thanks for your question there Anthony back to the stories now stay at home stay home stay home stay inside stay Eve, there's been so much COVID-19 news. What can you tell me about Facebook testing a possible coronavirus reaction button?
1: Yeah, well, Facebook's reaction buttons, as you'll know, brought new life into the simple like uh, when they were first introduced. But this one seems like a very surreal addition for the COVID-19 era. The feature was actually spotted by app researcher Jane Manchin-Wong, who our listeners will know well. And Facebook has confirmed that it is working on the button, but it has declined to provide further details about its purpose or timing. Now, what we do know is that it has a similar logo to Facebook and Instagram's Stay Home sticker, which Facebook rolled out recently to encourage people to practice social distancing. It also has the same branding as the button in the Facebook Explore sidebar that leads users to Facebook's coronavirus information portal, I mean, leave it up to Facebook's app designers to try and give this pandemic a brand identity. And you know, they really do have a button for everything. And while it sounds strange, I can see this taking on a meaning as people use it like a way to express coronavirus specific solidarity and sympathy, or it might become an easy way to express disbelief at the extraordinary events that we're living through right now. Um, It certainly wouldn't be the first time that a social movement or global event was given like an emoji or a hash flag or a logo for people to express their feelings from behind a keyboard. and right now, there's no other way that we
0: can. Even though this this platform uh, you know, is five years old, it's still growing quite quickly.
1: Next up, Snapchat is the latest platform to see its usage increase.
0: I personally feel like I'm singing Snapchat's praises every week, but the platform has really shone during this pandemic for the way it's used AR and lenses in particular. Now, everything they've done lately has clearly paid off because as well as reporting a 50% increase in video calls, Snapchat has found that people are spending 25% more time than normal using lenses. Now, Snapchat says it's also seen spikes in DMs and across Snapchat Discover, which is great news for publishers right now. And there's also a report that goes into further detail, but areas like Snap Games are also rising in popularity. Now, this has obviously been a consequence of the fact that we're all at home and separated right now. But I think it rings true of a lot of the themes we're seeing now. Snapchat has long positioned itself as a place for family and friends and overall your sort of friendship squad. And I think that this, combined with the innovations they're making, is why we're not seeing them scrambling to become the next TikTok like other platforms. They can even use GPS to share their general location or their speed to show you're on the move. Eve, I saw this earlier on, Facebook is testing an auto status feature for Messenger.
1: Yeah, simply put this auto status feature is basically a way for people to track their friends. Um, So when it's switched on, it'll use location tracking and other device tools to indicate what you're up to at any given time. So that's things like your location, the weather and other indicators available within your device to give a picture of what you're doing. Now, I've seen some screenshots and it looks like that picture is then layered on top of your profile image in the app. And if this sounds a little bit creepy, it's probably because it is people would also be able to choose which messenger contacts they want to share their information with so it wouldn't be visible to absolutely everyone and auto status notifiers aren't location specific which in English means no addresses or place names just types of locations so things like at a cafe for example it's a bit familiar uh, because it sounds like Instagram threads which had a lot of the same friend tracking features even though that app didn't take off at all like Facebook wanted they seem to be giving that another go so they must really think that we want to track our friends but I guess some uses for it could be kids sharing it with their parents or to prompt meetings in real life so not now of course but in the future if someone sees you at the local pub then they can see that and choose to join you there Yeah, I find it really interesting that YouTube is coming out with a TikTok clone. I mean, I thought it was only Facebook that had eyes on uh, stealing some of its features, but apparently not. And I guess you're right. Like you can't blame its competitors when you see how well it's doing. Although I am very proud of Snapchat, like you said, for not sort of jumping on that bandwagon and instead just really doubling down on what they know works for their users.
0: Yeah massively I think if there's one platform that really puts users first it is Snapchat and I sort of wrote about this earlier and I was basically saying it's a case of you've got to get the balancing act right between your advertisers and your users but I'd argue that when push comes to shove users come first most times because you can't have one without the other.
1: Yeah no I agree absolutely I think Snapchat is the best at that and it's interesting to see YouTube in comparison, because obviously they famously came out and said that advertisers do come first for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of surprised by it. I was surprised when I saw this news, actually, because I just didn't think that YouTube would really need to play in that arena. I mean, nobody does long form better than YouTube I feel like they're really really established there with creators and even with streaming and stuff I don't think YouTube music's been Uh, as successful but I think in terms of long form I I think they're untouchable in that arena
1: yeah no me too I mean you're right YouTube music hasn't really done anything but they are untouchable in long form and that's why it's a bit annoying to see them like playing copycat a little bit because they don't need to if they just double down on what they know works for them as well uh, it'd be like a much much happier and a much fairer landscape I think but YouTube has actually done something like this before, copying the stories feature. Um, so if you scroll through YouTube, like homepage on your desktop, you can see a panel of vertical videos, um, just like stories. So this is another area it obviously saw fit to copy, even though people don't really use it for that and, and they don't really need to.
0: And I'll be honest with you, I don't think I've ever watched a YouTube story before. No, I'll be really? Honest I don't there. even know what and they're and, called. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I just really wonder, you know, how this is going to look. I mean, YouTube have done it before a few times where they split into like YouTube Red and YouTube Kids and there's all these different variations but I just think you know what you've got with the main platform I'm I'm really intrigued to see if they think that a separate short form platform or app via YouTube will work it'd be interesting to see
1: Mm, I'll remain skeptical for now but yeah be interesting to see
0: well that wraps us up for this Monday we are still working from home and I imagine many of you guys are as well Um, one thing that has been really lovely is to see many of you sharing the podcast on social on Instagram or your preferred platform of choice if you could continue doing that that would be be great and if you haven't already if you can tell you know your friends about it probably from two meters away that would be awesome as well
1: yes and if there's anything else you want us to cover on one of these episodes or an interview episode then just get in touch with us via the Facebook group but for now thank you so much for listening and we'll see you again next week
0: yeah as always stay safe guys please see you soon this has been the social minds podcast with myself Theo Watts Eve Young and produced by Ollie Thompson